0: Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Virtual Student Experiences Season 2. Today's webinar will focus on commercial banking. If you guys are new to our program, Virtual Student Experiences, or VSC, is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. We at virtual student experiences want to be the inspiration for aspiration. Our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in their career industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. And if you're a student that knows what you want to do in the future, we at VSC want to encourage, allow, and connect you with professionals. Through VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career choice fits their personality, skills, and really overall interests. Through VSC, you guys will be able to hear from a wide variety of guests in a wide variety of seniority levels. And to find out more information about our program to sign up to be notified about other webinars you guys can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com but before we get just started i just want to tell you all how this is going to work so firstly i'm going to be asking our guest professional that i'll introduce in a, in a second a series of base knowledge questions so you can get a really good idea of who she is and what she does um if at any time you guys have a question that you think of Feel free to post it in the Q&A module, which you can access in the bar below, um, and we'll get to it in the later part of the webinar. We highly recommend that you guys ask questions during this webinar because it's really the opportunity to get an answer right here, right now, instead of reading about it later on the internet. I um, And just real quickly, introducing our VSC core team of volunteers, we have Beckett, Gabby, Jonathan, Coco, and Tommy. And for our guest today, we have Miss Susan Itsuji. Uh, Miss Itsuji's successful career began at Seattle University, where she earned her bachelor's degree in finance. She then quickly landed a job at CPB, where she has worked for over 20 years. Mrs. Suji's hard work and determination have brought her to her current role as Senior Vice President and Business Banking Division Manager at Central Pacific Bank, and has allowed her to advance her financial banking skills while also permitting her to practice corporate leadership. So thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, thanks buddy for having me.
0: Awesome, and then just to start, can you maybe tell us what a commercial banker is and their role
1: is Mm -hmm. so a commercial banker or sometimes we um, use the term business banker um, but they work with business owners they work with businesses and it can be a range from small business to very large um, corporations Um, and at central pacific bank they are sort of like the quarterback to the relationship so when we're working with a business we like to make sure that we have a good understanding of the business we understand how it operates we understand the people we understand um the industry um the strengths, and the opportunities that the business has so that we can help them and um as a quarterback to the relationship the commercial banker will take that understanding and identify opportunities um we may maybe able to identify um solutions to any issues that the business is experiencing and then they'll bring in subject matter experts so at most banks um, you know we have various services and specializations and so by identifying the needs we can bring in the subject matter experts and surround that business owner so that we can provide them with solutions and um, provide them with maybe opportunities that they didn't even realize themselves so the, so the commercial banker really is their go-to person um, to help them with all of their financial services needs.
0: Awesome. And then can you maybe speak to how you got into this field and where your passion for, or really interest for commercial banking began?
1: Sure. So, um, so I actually, my 20 years at Central Pacific Bank um, was preceded by 14 years at another bank. So right after graduation, I um, was accepted into their management training program. And through that program, it gave me the opportunity, um, you you had a choice of path. Um, You either went towards credit, so commercial credit or branch operations. So I went with the commercial credit route and I had the benefit of a year and a half of training, um, classroom training, hands-on training um, and rotating through different areas in the bank. Um, But because of that commercial credit experience, that's how I learned to do credit analysis. And that was the route towards becoming a commercial banker. So first, you're primarily doing underwriting, credit analysis, and supporting a commercial banker with their borrower. And then eventually, um, as you get more experience, then you get to be the commercial banker working directly with the business owner. Um, So that's how I started my career through a management training program, and um, it's been over 30 years now.
0: Awesome. Um, When you were starting up, were there any real special steps or requirements that you needed to meet?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think um, that bank went through a pretty stringent vetting process in the hiring, and at that time, there would be a class of management trainees every year. Um, most of us were business finance accounting majors um, but there were also others who came from varying backgrounds and some were even banking with a second career and so I think um, as you know an employer hiring they were looking for some technical expertise but also broader um, expertise or broader experience that you bring with you know with yourself um, as an employee um, so I when I first started, you know, I just had textbook knowledge, and um, I learned a lot through the training program. And um, a lot of it is, is you know, intangible. And as you develop in your career, um, other things come into play besides your technical skills, but also also your your soft skills, your communication skills, etc. So, um, but it started, I think, with technical skills.
0: Hmm. Um, And then in terms of education, can you speak to maybe how important it is to go to a name school or really get good grades and if there's a balance in between the two?
1: You know, so I'm old, right? (laughs) But it might be different today. Um, But I didn't go to a name school. I graduated from Seattle University. um, And, um, you know, it was just through and I applied at various things. Um, in Seattle as well as Hawaii because that's where I was born and raised. Um, And, you know, I don't know what um, exactly they were looking for, but, you know, I was fortunate enough to get an interview over the phone at that time. We didn't have Zoom. um, Over the phone at that time, and then I was coming home for uh, uh, vacation and they had scheduled interviews. Um, So, you know, I... um, And I recognize that it was a great opportunity because it was a management training program. Um, I don't, I think having a college degree, of course, is something that is a minimum requirement. Um, But I think um, today, especially, I don't think you have to be from a named school. I think it's really your experiences that you can bring to the table. Um, I think, you know, your resume, Um, will show things other than your education, right? It'll show things like what you're doing here with this project, with VSE. I mean, that shows a lot of initiative. I think it's those other intangible extracurricular projects that you may have that you're involved with that that can showcase your leadership skills, your initiative, your work ethic, and being able to articulate all all of those skills and the experiences that you had. I think um, that speaks a lot. of course other than the school that you graduated from or your degree but you know i think there's a people are looking for as an employer looking for someone that has that that something special and um oftentimes it's you know not their degree or the school that they went to but it's the things that they've accomplished
0: Hmm. awesome and then obviously you gained a lot from that management training program but in for like Mm -hmm. students like me who are young do you know of any programs or um, yeah, programs that are offered to high school, maybe college students to really get a good basis in commercial banking?
1: Um, you know, with commercial banking, it's an understand, having business acumen is one step. So understanding financial analysis, but also just generally, you know, understanding operations, understanding a cycle of the business. I think um, working for a small business is a great way to get experience. Um, in whatever you do, just um especially if it's a small business that doesn't have a lot of layers and can um have um contact with the owner I mean I think that's a great way if you're curious you're you know you're observing to see how a small business operates because many owners wear all of the hats, so I would say get a job in a small business, especially if it's maybe something that is very um operational um you know if it's something that is some like a manufacturing company or um i guess depending you know this because all different industries have their different nuances and so i think if you can experience different types of industries also that's good experience hmm.
0: and then can you talk about your role at central pacific bank maybe you, your responsibilities mm-hmm.
1: So um, I manage our business banking division, and we have um, officers throughout the state of Hawaii who work with small business owners um, in all industries. And we um, also focus on what we call our niche market. And so we do focus on medical professionals, dentists, physicians, um, all types of um, MDs, as well as physical therapists and um, chiropractors. So we have, our officers are on Oahu, um, Big Island, Kauai, Maui, and um, their job is to, as I mentioned, be the quarterback to these small business relationships to help the business owner really achieve their dreams. Um, You know, our our goal is to um, be a partner with, and be consultative with our customers so that we can help them achieve their goals. So my role, um, it's managing that process, so making sure that our officers are equipped and trained to do that. Um, I also, you know, work very closely with some of them when it comes to the credit side, and we're looking at the various requests that we have, um, and you know, making sure that, um, of course, we're doing everything. Banking is highly regulated, and so we're always monitoring our compliance and regulatory issues.
0: Um, And then how do you continue to make progress in your position um, throughout really over 20 years of work? How do you um, get the drive to really uh, just keep moving up and put even more effort into your work?
1: Yeah. You know, things change, right? Banking has changed. Um, The business environment has changed. And so customers' needs change. And that's what makes it interesting. I think if you have the basic desire to help, that's what keeps you going. Um, and as things evolve, being able to evolve to meet the needs of your customers. Um, so, you know, for example, with this pandemic that we're experiencing, you know, um, it's not business as usual for anyone. And so for, for us, it's trying to figure out how can we also pivot to help our customers pivot. Um, you know, making sure that they have the ability to sell online, or making sure that we're supporting um, opportunities to to sell to outside of Hawaii online. Um, So I guess, you know, um, it's interesting because it's always changing and that's what keeps me going. Um, Helping the customers, but also helping, you know, working because I manage people, it's, it's the desire to help to see them succeed. So I want folks that I work with to be successful, and that's what drives me. And so it's helping them develop, helping them get over obstacles, um, and helping them to you know, really do more than they even thought they could do. Um, and so that's always challenging, but that challenge is what keeps me going as well.
0: And then as a person in a leadership position, um, in a time that's so uncertain, how do you decide what is the right course of action?
1: yeah i think it's you know it's what is the best interest of our stakeholders so it's not easy because we have employees we have customers you know we have our shareholders um and every you know we have different they all have different objectives Mm -hmm. so i think it's always trying to do um what is the best for everyone keeping it balanced you know we, we are we have we are accountable um but it's tough during especially unprecedented times when um we've never experienced this before and the decisions that we have to make are are um, not comfortable perhaps uh, but I think keeping in, in mind what is the right thing to do to help our our stakeholders.
0: And then what are some of the biggest challenges you face at your job and really how do you overcome those challenges?
1: Uh-huh. Um, Challenges with, you know, working with people, you know, um, we have a team of over 20. And so, you know, in managing people, it's always um, unique, everybody's unique. I think one of the challenges is making sure that um, and connecting in the right way and understanding each individual um, so that, you know, they can work in, be in an environment that they can thrive. Um, but that's, that's challenging. The management side is challenging. Um, I think also um, it's very competitive. Um, we are in a small community. We have good competition, um, but it's, it's competitive. And because our market is small, it's not like we have this large, you know, pool of opportunity. And sometimes you're just sort of like taking customers from each other, taking business from each other, and so the challenge is is differentiating yourself you know um based on who we are how do we differentiate ourselves so that we can add more value so that we can be different um and we can um gain market share through that Hmm.
0: and then in your job uh, maybe can you tell us what are the top maybe three skills that you use every single day
1: okay i would say communication um so it's you know, verbal, written communication. Um, it's listening, you know, and, and and understanding what people are are trying to convey. Um, but definitely communication that is is, is high. Um, a lot of what I do is making sure that um, I'm I'm messaging the right thing, and so that our officers um, are in. Feel equipped, and that they can be out there doing the best job that they can do. Um, so the skills communication. I would also say um, being able to balance a lot of different um, hats or wear a lot of different hats. Um, you know, I have um, business development hat, management hat, credit hat. Um, so being able to wear all the different hats at the right time um so that's and balancing everything out i think um being flexible is another skill that you need to have um let's see top three. Third one would be um i think just ability to get things done and to pro- pro- progress and move things forward you know today things happen fast and so um I feel like I'm always running <laughs> because we want to make sure that we're um, hitting the deadlines we need to meet where that we're um, meeting or exceeding people's expectations and just the pace of things um, and getting things done I think you have to be a doer and,
0: then um, and
1: I, leadership you know
0: oh yeah for sure
1: yeah and overall overall of that overarching is, is leadership you know being a leader of the division um and making sure that um you're um you're you're setting an example for the folks that you work with
0: Mm -hmm. most definitely um but how do you really develop those skills is it through experience um is it was it really Mm -hmm. trending to you in that management program How, how do you develop those skills
1: yeah you know it's developed for me it's developed over time i would say that um I spent a lot of time on my writing skills. Um, I think that's important for anyone, um, anytime. I and mean, even though we don't do, you know, whether you're doing email or whether you're you're writing a, a white paper, your writing skills are really important. It's the reflection of your competency. Um, so I when I was in college, I spent a lot of time taking classes on in, in writing to develop my writing. Um, Communication skills. So early on in my career, I participated in Toastmasters, and that has been really beneficial. Um, I have a huge fear of public speaking, but through Toastmasters, you're placing an environment that is safe, so you can develop those skills. And you know, I this was over, gosh, over 20 years ago that I went through Toastmasters, but I continue to use what I learned then and. Um, I say, um, I still say, um, and I count my, um, they're very conscious of that. She's been to Toastmasters, you know, you count your odds and your odds. Um. Yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, so it's, you know, it you have to be intentional, I think, about developing those kind of, um, those kind of skills. Um, I've taken, I've, you know, um, involved in different kinds of programs. I had the opportunity to, um, in banking, um, there is a program called Pacific Coast Banking School that, several of the banks in, in our community it's on the west coast of the university of washington it's a three-year program that you attend for two weeks a year um and basically you learn how to run a bank and i had the opportunity to attend so taking advantage um and really um you know um making the most of those kind of opportunities where you can learn more um and to me that's how you develop your skills by by going by taking a risk and accepting challenges and stretching yourself and doing things that you may think are scary are ways that you develop and grow.
0: So I mean obviously you're most definitely proactive about developing new skills and trying new things but um, for Mm -hmm. students who are young and still developing Mm -hmm. what are maybe some skills that they should focus on developing?
1: Yeah, so I think take advantage of opportunities, you know, you guys guys have a lot of opportunities out there. So it's actually going out and doing it, whether it's helping with a nonprofit. um, Whether it's, you know, some type of project at school. um, I think you need to, you know, do scary things. um, Because those scary things that make you uncomfortable are going to stretch you. So I would say Take advantage of whatever opportunities come your way, um, but you have to think that you you know you um, you enjoy too. Um, mm-hmm. But I know there's so many so many clubs and, and opportunities out there for young students that you just need to identify what you want, which ones you want to um, participate in, and then participate. You know, don't just be there but really put your heart and soul into it because what you put into it you're gonna get out of it. So um and you're gonna go grow and learn from it.
0: Awesome. Thank you for that really good piece of advice. Um focusing maybe on the past few months or more towards last year, can you tell us what a typical day looked like for you before the coronavirus pandemic and then comparing that to now, how does how does your day look like now?
1: Yeah. My typical day before the pandemic was a lot of meetings, a lot of in-person meetings, one-hour meetings um, on various topics. Because it could be sales meetings, it could be meetings on maybe new programs that we're trying to develop. Um, it could be meetings on credit. Um, An officer, whenever there's a deal, we call it a deal screen, where they'll come in and they'll present their deal. So lots of those. Um, you know based on my responsibilities a lot of meetings related to that um today um i still have meetings but they're usually through something remote like this or teams or whatever system um, we have or over the phone and they're much more efficient (laughs) for some reason when you're on the phone or when you're using this type of format um you don't waste as much time on things unrelated to the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. And so I find that the meetings are much more efficient. So um, while well, I'm still in meetings, um, I, I can do more. I have more time between those meetings to do the other things that I need to do. Um, so I think that's been a big change. Um, and also thinking of, um, you know, more of outside the box because we realize it's not business as usual. We need to pivot. So trying to be more creative in um, what what we can do. I mean, one of the things that I love about working for Central Pacific Bank is that, you know, we are a publicly traded company. So it's a large organization, but it's also small enough where we can really think of creative things that we can do within our division to help our customers and, and see it actually come to fruition. And so, um, that's been something that I enjoy about my job um, and working for the bank that I work for because um, it's allowed us to um, come up with ideas and and make it happen. So today, I mean, that's a lot of what we're talking about. How do we um, be more? You know, how do we go digital? How do we um, help our customers pivot? All of these new, um, not some not new, but some that have really accelerated because of the pandemic
0: I mean and then obviously as a commercial bank Central Pacific Bank has to interact with the community because the community are the customers of the banks so um can you maybe speak to best practices for reaching what you guys practice for interacting well with the community and keeping an open line of communication
1: yeah so you know we're, we are very much a community-minded bank Um, All of the employees get three days off to do community service work. Um, And through our foundation, um, that's one of the avenues that we um, come up with resources for the community. So, um, you know, we are very active in, um, for example, um, we just recently sponsored the Made in Hawaii Festival. And I don't know if you guys go to that, but for us folks you know who like to shop, um, it's a huge festival that used to be held at the Blazewell. This year, our foundation sponsored it so that it could be held online. It was a virtual marketplace. So that allowed all of those small businesses to continue to sell because there's no way that they could have the event um, as they had in the past this year, with all of the um, regulations. So, it allowed those vendors and small businesses to continue to sell their um, made in Hawaii goods, but also to sell outside of Hawaii. And so that, you know, um, was not was a benefit to it, to having to go remote, so that they they were able to get this much broader customer base. And, you know, I had sent a lot of, I forwarded the social media posts to a lot of my friends in mainland because I know, you know they love hawaii and they would love to buy hawaii products and it was a, a perfect opportunity but our bank our bank is very supportive we, we support many um different types of nonprofit organizations through our foundation and um every year we have a, a charity walk where the employees will identify different nonprofit organizations that we like to support and um we probably won't have one this year but you know i'm sure that our employees will continue to find ways to support the community through the bank and through our foundation. Um, but community is really important. And, um, you know, as far as how do we reach out, how do we communicate, you know, we try to be active in our social media. Um, early in the pandemic, you both maybe may have heard of our um, Keep Hawaii Cooking initiative through our foundation where we covered half of your bill when you, you know, to take out. So, you know, stuff like that was um, not only helping to support the small businesses in our community, but it was a happy thing when things were so crazy and, and very um, stressful. So um, we, we, you know, there's a lot of different things that our foundation is trying to do to support the community today more so. Wow,
0: well, that, that's really awesome. Um, just last question from us here at VSC before we move on to the student questions. Uh, maybe can you tell us what are your final suggestions for aspiring commercial bankers?
1: Um, I would say, you know, um, I would say there's so many sources of information out there. So, um, you know, it's easy to get information on what's happening in the financial markets, what's happening in our world, what's happening in Hawaii. So I would say be informed um, about what's happening just in general. So, that when you're talking to business, you have a broad understanding. Um, I would say, you know, talk, uh, learn about business, whether you're working for a small business um, or through, um, you know, reading about small business. And, and there's just so much information that learn about it, right? So, when you're talking with a, a customer or a business owner, you can ask good questions and be curious. I would say that's the thing. Be curious about um, the people that you, the businesses that you work with, because you know I always would tell people: the more I know about you, the more I can help you. And so understanding who they are, what drives them, and their business um, will go a long way in, in helping them.
0: I mean, thank you so much for answering our questions here at VSC. Now we'll switch over to the student portion. Uh, I think the first question of which is. How did the 2008 financial crisis test the commercial banks? I mean, how were your technical and soft skills tested during this period?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if if you're aware, but, you know, that crisis really hit Central Pacific Bank directly um, because we had invested um, or we had done a lot of lending in California. Um, And as a result, when that economy went bust, it impacted Central Pacific Bank. So we went through our own financial crisis that was unlike any of the local banks in Hawaii and that was a, a, a huge challenge um, to the point where you know such a pacific bank could have gone under because of all of the battles that we had um, because of the lending that we did in California which is mostly uh, track home lending with these new residential developments that we were financing um, long story short, you know, um, John Dean was the CEO that was brought in to the bank, and he raised 250 million in capital was injected into the bank, which really saved the bank. And um, during that period, it was um, um, we had to communicate with our customers and make sure that they understood. Um, the situation, and we, you know, we understood if they needed to move their funds because they were worried, but we also helped them to understand um, that their money wasn't through the FDIC, and so that could feel comfortable as well. And one thing about our bank is that we have awesome, awesome customers, and Um, they stuck many stuck with us you know some had to move some money which we understood but you know after we overcame our crisis and we were back on solid footing they brought their money back and so it was a very interesting time I think for us who were at the bank because you know we um, any if there were any silos those silos and walls had to drop we all had to work as a team and that was you know, I feel very fortunate that I got to experience that even though it was a very you know crazy time. I feel fortunate that I got to experience that and survive it. We learned how to how to work as a team and work together to make sure that we could get the bank to where it needed to go. And from the time that the bank was able to raise capital, we have we've been profitable every quarter since. So we're today very solid, we're well capitalized and we're ready you know and able to, deal with this current crisis that we're in right now, along with um, the rest of the state. So um, I hope I answered that question.
0: Awesome, yeah, that sounds like uh, CBB is a very responsible bank in terms of how they lend and spend their money. And then second question- We learned
1: a lot of lessons, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and then second question from the students, what do you like most about your job and what makes commercial banking the right job for you?
1: Mm-hmm. I like working with the people. I think it's the right job for me because I have the balance of, um, I don't get to work as often directly with business owners, but when I was a commercial banker, a business banker, I enjoyed that because you know I enjoyed hearing their stories. I enjoyed um, getting to know the individuals, um, but also you, there's the credit, the analytic side of it, the credit analysis that you also have to, um have those skills. So if you have a combination, I think, of the credit skills as well as the interpersonal skills, it makes for a very effective commercial banker. Um and so I did like having that balance. I couldn't just do credit analysis all day and I couldn't do sales all day either. Um but I and I like the job too because ultimately, you know, banking um is a people business. It's helping people. Ultimately that's what we do, we help people. And so I, that's why I, I like um I like the job
0: awesome and then next question do you believe that leaders are born or made
1: uh, um I think they're both born and made I I think that um you can be I, I I've never really um sought out to be a leader um I've never um just in my personality you know um i i think i still feel uncomfortable saying i am a leader (laughs) but i think it's it's what drives you right and it's my desire to help people my desire to help people succeed and my desire to make sure that we do the right thing results in in being a leader then that's what happens you know but but that's doesn't that for me it's it's and for others, I think it's something that comes over years of um, development and experience. Um, and so, um, oops, are you still there?
0: Yeah, 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 I'm getting I'm here.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. Um, so I, I think leaders can be made. Um, I don't think you have to be born a leader.
0: Hmm. Excellent, and then how do you avoid burnout as a commercial banker? Can you transfer those avoidance skills to your other jobs?
1: Avoidance skills? Hmm. Um. So burnout. How do you? How do I avoid burnout? You know, I think um, you have to uh, be able to handle stress, and I think I handle stress well. Um, for myself, you know, um, outside of work, I have a great bunch of friends. I have my gang. <laughs> And, you know, whenever I get together with my friends and uh, it's a way for me to not, uh, you know, we laugh a lot. Laughter is always good therapy. Um, But I think just being with my friends is a a good way to, um, for me to not have burnout. Um, It's easy to work long hours. um, And I do. But I think, you know, on the weekends, I really try not to, uh, I really try to enjoy my weekends. So having that time for yourself and doing the things that you like to do um, helps avoid burnout.
0: And then would you say that most banks have a clear company ladder?
1: Um, To a certain extent, yes. I think um, um, there is a a path, um, but I I also think that um, today you don't necessarily have to follow that path to to climb the ladder. you know typically in my experience, credit has been the way because you know that's how the bank generates its revenue through the interest that we make on the loans. And so that typically has been the way, but um, that's not the only way. So I think, um, working for an organization though, that as a young person, especially starting out, they can articulate an initial path for you is important. And I think most banks should be able to do that. I know at CBB, we um, we set that, um, we, we, we paint a picture for someone coming in on what they could do. Um, so that's definitely um, important, I think, for a young person to feel that there is a game plan for them um, and the opportunity.
0: Hmm. Um, and then. Did you have a mentor? And if so, how did your mentor help you slash lead you?
1: Yeah, you know, I've been asked that question. And I can't say I have a specific mentor. I've had a lot of people who have helped me in my career and who have been an influence. Um, I would say that, that, um, you know, you have different people that influence you in different aspects of your life. Um, So one person, I, I, you know, it's sort of cliche, but my father, you know, he was actually a banker himself. And, um, you know, I do a lot of community involvement, community service. And I I realized that, you know, my father was, um, if you're familiar with Lions Club, he was a a charter member um, and a Lions Club member for 65 years, over 65 years. So he recently passed, but I realized all these things, you know, and looking, kind of reflecting on his life. And so, you know, he was literally involved in um, service, community service, my whole life. And so I really see that now as a mentor in terms of, I didn't even realize it. That to me was just what people do. And so, you know, seeing his involvement in leadership positions, like in his church after he retired, you know, I, that's just how he was, but then I've had several people who have come up to me since he passed and told me that he was a real mentor to them, and these are people who are, you know, my age, and again, I never really thought of him as a mentor, but then I realized now I was very fortunate to have somebody, you know, that my dad, you know, was a living example of what it was to, to be a leader, especially in community service,
0: that sounds really awesome um and then last question here from the students maybe what are some of your goals for the rest of 2020?
1: oh i just want to get through 2020 to be done (laughs) um the rest of my goals so um you know professionally right for the bank as you know buddy you've been involved with all the ppp (laughs) loans and everything that's going on there so you know our goal is to get through as many forgiveness to get through forgiveness of PPP loans as much as we can for our borrowers um and to make sure that if they're not going to do it this year that they're set up to do it next year um but that's been as you know because you you have been very much involved um working with businesses to um get through that process but to help our business customers get through 2020. It's been super challenging. We're in another shutdown, and so they're going to be some, you know, businesses are struggling. So for us, it's just, you know, our goal is to be there to support them in whichever way we can, um, you know, to lobby our our legislators to get them to. Uh, I, I would love to see another round of PPP so that people can have two PPP loans. Um, but just, to, you know, the goal is to get through 2020 and help everybody. The whole at the end of the year mm-hmm. and um so for, for me personally it's you know also um so just finding ways to deal with this pandemic and you know i have two daughters who live in california so i don't get to see my 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 daughters like how i normally do throughout the year so uh, finding ways to keep in touch um remotely um but it's just getting through 2020 <laughs> Just surviving that. Everyone be whole. No, staying whole. So that 2021, you know, we can hit the ground running. Mm
0: -hmm. Most definitely. I mean, that's all the questions we have for you here today. So I mean, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and chat with us here at VC and share your knowledge, experiences, and really tips here with our students. And I'm sure the students that will be this later on will be able to greatly benefit from this as well. And then students you, yeah of course and then students if you guys want to be signed up to hear about more virtual student experiences you guys can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com and then just once again miss lusugi thank you so much for spending your time with us here today thank you awesome thank you have a nice day
1: yeah. you too Bye
0: bye bye bye